Are you ready to open the door to more romance, fun, and adventure? Or maybe it's compassion, support, and strength you're looking for. Discover real-life stories and a path to overcome the pitfalls every marriage encounters. Welcome to The Extraordinary Marriage. Welcome to The Extraordinary Marriage. I'm Connie Durham, and today I have Jackie Cote. Jackie lives and travels in her RV. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I could talk for hours about that. <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to thank you for having me. So I really appreciate you taking the time and spending it with me. I mean, me being able to spend time with you. Um, RV living. It's funny. I just did a post on this where four years ago, Mike, my husband and I went to Ireland, first international trip we had gone ever mm. together. And we were like, came back like guns a blazing. We're like, yes, this was 2019. We're like, we're going to go international traveling everywhere. The vision board had every like country on it. Right. And then six months later, COVID happened. So we were like, mm. huh, we don't want to lose our dream of travel. So how do we pivot it? And that's when we started watching RV America. This is a series about like families full-time living in RVs. This was not on my dream board. This was never a vision of mine. The last RV trip I'd ever taken was a, with a, my family of like, there was like seven of my family members and me in an RV going to Florida from Jersey. It was not fun. So an <laughs> RV living was not like, yes, that's what I always wanted to do. But that's we can't control the how and the, and the, like when we do stuff. So the fact that the RV living was just, just happened and then it just flowed and then we bought it and then we went full time two, two and a half years ago. So now we, we've traveled the country for two years of it. And now we're currently in Colorado. We know life is an adventure. And I think that living outside outdoors and moving from place to place is an awesome thing. And, you know, there's different stages in life and there's mm -hmm. different stages in our marriage. So share with me. Um, so how long have you been married, Jackie? So Mike and I actually just got married May 20th of this year, but we've been together eight years this December. So. I love that. So you've been together a long time, but you're really a newlywed kind of sort of, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we were laughing because we, we never really, I don't know, it wasn't really like a massive talking about let's get married, let's get married. It wasn't this like, we just were like, well, we're in our 40s and almost 50s. So we're like, you know, we love each other. We're traveling in a box together. Obviously, we love each other and get along. And then all of a sudden, it just this like December of last year, like something hit him and he asked me to marry him. And and I was confused, I'll be honest, because we were like, we're fine the way we are kind of thing. And because I didn't think it'd make any difference. And this is really important. This is important to aha for me with marriage. I didn't think that the commitment would have changed anything of that that act, right? Because you think, well, we've been together, you know, so long. It's already like common law. But you know what? It did. Like I felt, we both felt more loved and secure in our container of being together that like there was less like um we don't argue much but there was less like tension there was less like like every, any doubt in each other like it kind of all like washed away after that it was really interesting for me because i didn't think that was going to happen and then after we were both like huh this did get easier because we got because we made that level of commitment to each other well sometimes there's that little thing in our head before that piece of paper is signed we got a contract now sometimes that doesn't do people good because you know that can go the other way too but that's awesome to hear how it actually made you feel um, you felt that commitment and that dedication to each other 
and that kind of thing. And let's face it, when you're living in an RV, and right now you're recording outside, I love being outdoors, but you're re- recording outside and uh, you're living in an RV, it's it's tight space whenever you're uh, together all the time. Now, I know you were traveling and moving around all different places, but lately you have kind of stayed where you're at. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we were, we for two years, we were the never more than 30 days the only time we got stationary because our rv got hit and when your home goes into the shop that was an interesting experience um you actually get a rental rv for those of you who are ever considering you do get <laughs> a rental rv <laughs> i never thought of it either and I, actually the insurance person was like i'm not sure if we can do this so she had to research it and they did they gave us a rental rv because it took four months to get this like fixed but long story short everything else was 13 days 14 days 30 days max like two months maybe and that was for two years straight and I loved it I loved the change and the craziness and like and we were talking he got a job a seasonal job throughout the winter we've never lived in the winter in an RV as like you know married couple either but we uh we committed to it so we took the job and uh now we're stationary for nine months and i started freaking out before we got here and i'm like what i like the change and i like the most and as soon as i got here a month in i was like i love the peace and the sanity and the structure like he goes to work and then i do my online business and and then he comes home and we have you know so it's it, it it came back to gave us a sense of like couple again like a togetherness and like coupleness again and not that we lost it but it gave us this piece of somewhat of a structure well you know what whenever you say the word you love change do you know that that is a big thing for couples is that some people need change they get bored they need something new Mm -hmm. and others it's kind of hard for me to understand but my husband's like that too where he doesn't need any change it can Mm -hmm. always be the same when you go out to a restaurant he tends to order the same thing when he goes out so he is um he just he just doesn't do as much change but guess what we've been Mm -hmm. married so many years that he does do some things new Mm -hmm. for me because I need that change. I get restless or bored. I need a little excitement. I need a little bit of adventure, you know? Mm-hmm. So now how would you d- describe your spouse? Because earlier you said that to me before we started that um, he didn't move around as much, but you had moved around a lot before y'all got together. And so, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and share on that. He's he actually I don't have any children, but he has four kids. And so he was really in that Virginia area. And I was in Virginia. We were we met in Virginia and I was in Virginia as well. But I moved to like 20 different places in Virginia with the lifestyle, the restaurant industry and different things. And and um, so he was he had to stay near that vicinity where his kids were. Um, But I remember when we met, one of the first things he said, and this is how I knew that, like, okay, he's okay with change, even though he hasn't had a lot of it. Um, during those years was he said soon as they're old enough and they're out of the house I'm gone I'm out of Virginia and I was like because I wanted somebody and I had written this was I had written on like a paper like what I desired in a companionship and in a relationship and one of those things was somebody who was willing to like not at a total compromise your whole like values just willing to want to just go with the flow kind of thing um, and he's definitely that man. And we, we're so, I can call it, it's, it's easy. I'm not saying we don't have our challenges, 
but it's easy. And we were like, yeah, let's go do it. Sure. Let's go do it. Okay, sure. And what I discovered, Connie, which was hilarious, because I thought I was like the visionary, because that's what I do as a coach. I'm the visionary and I'm the adventurer and I'm the this and that. Well, he can, he like sees stuff and he's like, okay, just pass by a storage unit. And I think that, 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 that place is for sale. And you know, that's one of the highest. So his, like his imagination and what he can, his dreaming and his ability to like find things that are exciting and, and, and is huge. I was the one, I just realized this a couple months ago. I was the one who's like, well, how are we going to do it? Where's the money going to come from? And I'm like, no, that's what I teach people not to do because that can shut down the dreamer. That can very shut down the visionary. So what we discovered is that we both have it. I get kind of stuck. I was poo-pooing his ideas and I got stuck <laughs> in the the reality of the reality of life sometimes, even though I'm the coach who tells people not to do that. <laughs> so it was very interesting. So he had to coach me back. It was it was awesome. He used my stuff on me, which was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because we're always uh, talking to our spouse. They're like a soundboard for whatever all went on mm -hmm. that day. You know, that's one of the really important things is being a great listener. And so often we get so hung up in whatever we're doing, we forget to be a great listener. And that's so important. It makes people, it makes your spouse feel important whenever you listen. But I want to go back to um, something you talked about before we started today, because you talked about vision just a minute ago. And talk about a vision board, because you were talking about creating a vision board for what you wanted to do, what travel or business. So tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about that. So I, I'll be with complete transparency. I'm not the vision board every year, girl, and all that stuff. In the beginning, because I didn't when I was so real quick, I got fired in 2018. I had just found the coaching industry two months earlier. And if I didn't have the vision of all the possibility of doing what I'm doing today, which I saw in other people two months previous to getting let go, I wouldn't have I would have gone back to the industry because it's very easy to get another job in those industry in that industry. And it was the best day of my life, I always say, was getting fired because I wouldn't have left, but I wouldn't have left if I didn't see the vision of the possibility. So that's, I started, someone asked me like, what do you want to do? What do you want to create? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I want to pay my bills. I just got let go, right? Like <laughs> that was kind of my initial transition. Um, so they started me out with the vision boarding and stuff like that. And something that I discovered that was missing, and now I do monthly, is called intentional goal setting, which is part visioning, part goal setting. Then it's also incorporating layering in the feelings of the woman who already has what it is that she desires on that. So coming from a place of doneness. And what would you, so when you have the, the money or the weight loss or the thing that your goal is set for the clients. What's the feeling of the journey? What are you experiencing? You see, notice I close my eyes whenever I say that, like mm -hmm. I say feeling and I'm like, because when you close your eyes, like you can feel more what you're thinking and, and what's going on. So my vision board now becomes this monthly thing that I do where I write out like, so I've, I've cash flowed X amount of dollars. I'm like, and the clients are experiencing X, Y, Z and the conversations we're having are just, and the, and, and so, and I celebrate their success before they even have it. Because when the brain can feel that something is true, it can actually start taking action on that. But the future, if we don't bring that forward, it's not true to us. So bringing it into the, the today's action. So like, for example, I used to take my computer down to a lake because I want a lake house with a mountain view. I'm not sure where that's going to be yet. That's why we're traveling. 
and I want this like beautiful property and I want to be able to look out my window when the snow's falling over the lake. And I used to take my computer down to a lake to work. I didn't have a house on a lake. I didn't own the lake, right? But I'd take my computer and sit at a, a picnic table and I'd have the lake view at the mountain. And I have a mountain view all around me now. And so I put myself in places that is going to help that know, like my brain know that that vision is going to come into play. Now, some people do that with vision boards. And something that I was really fun when I did vision boards is once you, when something on the vision board comes to true truth, you put it on a secondary vision board. Like this is the mm-hmm. come to come to fruition board, right? Accomplished come, vision yeah, board. Done. Yeah. And so I did that for a while. We have limited space in here. So the vision boards aren't necessarily like up all over. We have very little wall space <laughs> in this RV. So that is my, like, that is my process now for my vision forecasting. Well, the good thing about vision boards, I do believe, is whenever you can put them up so you can see them. Um, because for me, like if I can't see it, I, I forgot it's around. <laughs> I gotta be right. able to see it. Don't don't go out of view or don't, you know, if you don't come around me ever, then I'm gonna forget. It's like, so I gotta, I've gotta see things see things. But I know um a few years ago, my daughter was having her second child. And I, you know, I had done vision boards uh as a sales director in Mary Kay some years ago, and I thought, oh. She wants a girl. She's got a boy and she wants a girl. You know, I'm going to look on on uh, the Internet and find some pictures of baby girls. And I found this cute little baby girl. She actually had a bonnet and chubby little legs. She was probably like two years old. And it kind of looked like a little baby doll girl, like maybe from the 1920s. It was a different kind of style, but it caught my attention. It was so precious. So I copied that off. And I, I put a picture of uh, of my daughter and her husband up. And then I put that little picture of that baby doll, that sweet little girl that was in that picture. And, you know, I don't know how this works, but, you know, she had a baby girl and a precious, awesome baby girl. And um, and I've used vision boards before, but, you know, so many times women, if they're out working somewhere, if you work for somebody else, well, a lot of times other places of business don't help you create a vision. Like I bet mm-hmm. your restaurants didn't say, let's create a vision for the restaurant, you know, but when you are working somewhere for yourself or you're in coaching or uh, something else in, in the industry as such, you know, a business they do create vision boards because you've got to have the vision before you get there because here's what happens. So often we are stuck with what's in front of us. If we're in a bad place, then we stop, we stop believing that anything can be any better than it is right now. And so I would say that's a great thing for anybody to do is what do I want to have in my marriage? Not mm-hmm. what do I have now, but what do I want to have in my marriage? And do we own a house? What kind of house do I want? And we were talking earlier about uh, some of your masterminds and collaboration. And, you know, whenever you share your heart and you share your dreams together as a couple, you know, and you encourage each other, you know, that. Mm-hmm that does create vision. And anyway, you can move past some of your hardships, but you got to know that there's something better out there. So Jackie, let me ask you with uh, uh, right here in this. So what do you think makes your marriage work? And what, what do you think makes Mm. it work, you know, moving around everywhere for all these years that y'all have been together? Well, 
Let me, let me tell you a quick story that'll lead to this. Right around the three-year mark, we were not doing well. Like, we were having issues. We were basically living in the same house in separate rooms. And it was right around when I joined coaching and I went to the start of going to schooling and learning about coaching and learning about life coaching, health coaching, stuff like that. And it was all about, the focus is all about, like, you are the client first. You are the client first. So, like, you're going to go through all of this. So, it was the first time in my life that it was self driven like all like self-help self uh, like you said in the restaurant industry that wasn't really big it wasn't like let's become better people like no, no it was like get us not. get us the numbers make more money you know yada yada and so I just started focusing on me and me and me and me in the sense of healing me like facing my own stuff um and then what I discovered in that moment was have I ever really, that was, I didn't really know what I wanted in a companionship. And that's what I was talking about that letter earlier that I wrote. So I wrote this letter. It wasn't a letter. It was just like a piece of paper and it had no name to it. It didn't have Mike's face to it. It didn't have any structure of a man. It just had no fit. It just, what do I want in a companionship? And I wrote all this stuff that I wanted to feel, experience and mm. all this other stuff. And I took that thing and I put it away into like a little, um, I don't even know where it is today. And then I was watching my growth and everything that ha was happening was that I was doing for me was helping our relationship. It was helping me see like how I was speaking to him it was helping me see, mm. take rattle. I was doing this, right? Like, like, Oh, like coming from this heartful place of like, well, what I thought was, but I meant what I knew from what I knew, the space I knew I was going, you could be a manager. You could do this. You could do the next level. You could go for this. Cause I was very like driven for success and next level. Hard worker. And, Cause we taught before you're hard right. Worker. But these three fingers were like not like I wasn't paying any attention to like do I was basically not taking care of me and putting everything on him. And all he was hearing was, you don't believe in me. Like you don't trust mm -hmm. me. You don't you 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 don't love me the way I am. And I didn't realize that. And so when I did this all this self-personal stuff, the more so but to answer your question, what helps a marriage is like you gotta keep keep inputting to yourself. You just gotta keep like working on you and healing you and stuff like that. Because when you do that and you become the best version of you, everybody around you gets the best version of you. And then it reflects and he was doing things differently because he was being reflected a better energy for me and a better, a better way of communication. And I, I came more from a place of love and I'm a very happy go lucky Jackie loving person. <laughs> now I'm really a happy go lucky loving person back then it was like um it was a, a surface and I just because I wasn't happy with me and I wasn't I didn't really love me and the more I learned how to love me then I could love him the more I learned how to love me I could receive love from him so that's what was the biggest block that almost broke us up uh. and then fast forward five years I get we're still together <laughs> you know what and I bet that's a lot of people's story because often when we think we're having uh, problems with the other person um and even if we are having problems with the other person because you might be it's mm -hmm. like once they act a certain way then it reflects on us and maybe we're pretty congenial but then we're not acting so nice and mm -hmm. so then they're saying something and we're reacting and then we're saying something and they're reacting and it just goes round and round. I like to call it the hamsters, uh, the hamster wheel, the crazy cycle. And, mm -hmm. you know, like um, 
let's see, it is men want to be respected. So you can see that even in your circumstance, you just talked about Mm -hmm. men want to be respected. So what does that look like to them? And women want to be loved. Ultimately, we want to be loved. Now, yeah, there's some personality styles. You're like, I want respect, (laughs) you know, but majorly we want to be loved. So what happens is whenever we're not acting loving, then he starts not being, no, when we're not acting respectful towards him, then he starts not acting loving towards us. And the next thing we know, you know, we're not respectful. He's not loving. We're not respectful. He's not loving. And it's going round and round. And unless you stop, I don't want to go back to that vision you were just talking about. Unless you stop and you think about what's causing problem. And the first thing we have to say is, is it me? You know, is it me? And we can't change the other person. We can only change me. We can only change ourselves. So bingo. (laughs) Yeah, it it makes a lot of difference. And so many times people who aren't in business for themselves or a company who teaches personal growth, then people have no ideas. They, they have that happen just like you guys were you're in separate bedrooms. And the next thing, you know, you've split up and you don't really know Mm -hmm. why or what happened. It's the little things, little things that count. So I call it, I call it radical responsibility for your life. When people can step into that radical responsibility, like life is happening for me, not to me everything's happening for a reason. I know that could be really frustrating to hear in the moment, but it is true. And so one of the number one things that I do now is whenever something's resistant or not, so I was like, okay, what inside of me needs to heal? What am I reacting to? And I always take responsibility for me first, because to your point, we cannot change another human. We can't control another human. So when we release that insanity, (laughs) then we take, we look inward and we just say, okay, not saying that we're at fault for everything. People are like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not, I'm not, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a fault game. It's not a blame game. It's a assess you first. Cause that's all you can control. And then you can communicate questions and talk to your partner about stuff to see where people are, what, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and then have a conversation about that. So radical responsibility for self is really important. Well, you know, they say that Google actually says that money and communication are the top reasons for people to have trouble in marriage. And, you know, it does result in a divorce if you can't figure out how to to work on that and uh, meet each other in the middle, or it causes a ton of conflict, fusses, fights, discord, mm-hmm. not enjoying one another. And I like to enjoy mm-hmm. life. So I like to get all that cleared up. Right? Yeah. Hey, never <laughs> go to bed angry. Who goes to bed yeah. angry and wakes up happy? I don't, is there anybody? <laughs> no, no. No, nope. and I always kiss, kiss in the morning, kiss at night, no matter what. Like even if I'm half asleep, he comes in and gives me a kiss good night, even if I'm sleeping, and even if he's sleeping when I leave, or vice versa. Like we make sure we give each other, uh, I love you, and a kiss, because you never know what's going to happen between that. Oh, you know what? That's what my mom taught me whenever I was a kid (laughs) that you always, and that goes into saying sorry, and and to never let somebody go out the door angry. Mm-hmm. And so she mm-hmm. said that now I'm not a worrier. There are all those people who are a worrier. I don't worry about stuff like that, but it's just something mm-hmm. I got in my head as a kid. Never let anybody go out the door angry. You have to resolve it. You have to talk about it. Don't 
don't go to bed, like I said, angry, because if I go to bed bothered, then I'm more bothered by morning time. And then my whole day is like a bothered day. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, because our brain just went to work. Whatever we go to bed on is what our brain's going to process and work on for eight hours or whatever amount of time you sleep. So feed it with what do you want to like feed it your filling your programs feed it you know um your loving relationship you know feed it whatever happy thoughts or great thoughts you can that you want to see into fruition feed it before you go to bed and then watch what happens when you wake up that happened with my retreat people were joining my retreat overnight while i was going to bed on it it was a it was a cool experience in your mind and for real yeah yeah, in my mind, I went to bed thinking because that was my very first retreat last November. I launched it, and I the retreat was in April, and I was like, "Well, I've never done one," so I put it there, and then I went to bed. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I know that like these four women, and then they're gonna because I, I had all the bedrooms in my picture in my in my brain because I knew the house that I rented had all these different bedrooms, and I was picturing them being filled, and all of us around the dining room table, and and we were at the beach and Outer Banks, and the next morning I'd have like four or five messages in my box. Like Jackie, tell me about the retreat. What spaces are available? What do you have? And in 14 days it sold out and I can tell you the opposite can happen. So the next retreat, when I launched it, cause I didn't launch it the way I thought I should have launched it. And I started like judging myself and everything. It didn't fill up like that. So really it's whatever we put out is what we're going to receive. Oh my gosh. And so I'm a business. So I definitely relate to that. And you know what? <laughs> we could relate that to marriage because Whatever it is happening in our household, we like we react to it. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing we were talking about a minute ago. And we get stuck with those thoughts. And that's the only place we go because most people don't know how to reverse their thoughts or to to change to change. And, you know, people get stuck in the same life. I remember uh, talking to a, a girl that was good on money and she was talking about the fact that so many people never have the thought that that they can own a home, home ownership. Right. Because their parents didn't own a home and their parents didn't own a home. So nobody ever owned a home. So, you know, that's all they knew. They didn't know it was even possible. So she was teaching people that you can own a home. You just got to figure out what you got to do. Anything you want to do is possible, right? Absolutely. Well, that is cool. All right. So let me uh, share just a little bit about this is actually the second episode of uh, the Extraordinary Marriage. And I'm so excited to have Jackie. We actually did a summit together a couple of years ago and maybe a couple of times we've done it. I'm not sure. But um, during the seven uh, first episodes in November, I have three ways that you can win when you watch all seven episodes. Cause you know, we know how, uh, let's say, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all these different things do like if a lot of people watch, then it helps other people see it. Right. So three ways to win when you watch all seven episodes in uh, November. So each one is going to have a clue word on the podcast. So today's clue word for Jackie is RV. And when you email me with that code word, you can actually gather all seven words. Actually, I would prefer that. Gather all seven words, put it on a little sticky sheet, and then send it to me at the end of November before the last day. And everyone who enters gets uh uh enters is into a drawing for discover work and family dynamics and you also get a personal communication assessment with that the second way that you can win is the first seven people that email all seven are going to get my 10 days to a happier healthier marriage 
And the very first person who emails is going to get a free one hour actually coaching where you can actually, it's relationship coaching where you can find out, you know, what are some ways that we can improve our marriage? Because yes, a lot can happen with just one person. So Jackie, what else, is there anything else you would like to share with the folks as we think about, you know, building better marriages, believing that we can, and then figuring out how to do it? First of all, I want to say you're one of the first podcasters that I've been on. I've been on a lot that's offered that for people. So guys, take advantage of that. That's huge. Thank like, you. Listen, listen up and email her because that's that's huge. Um, so good, great job. Um, so final words of wisdom. I mean, I think, you know, a couple things that you said earlier, visioning together and communicating with each other, like having like together, talk about the things that you desire and where you want to go. It really... We, we over, gosh, and you could attest to this because you've been in a long, a long relationship that you, you date multiple people in your relationships. Like you're not the same person and people aren't the same people. So you're really getting to know a new person almost every seven to eight years through the journey of life that you're together. And so honor that, be curious, but always work on yourself so that your partner can have the best version of you. And what's crazy about that is they start doing it themselves without you even asking in their own ways if you had commented earlier about something that your husband's like he does it because he knows it makes you happy mm, and that yes. that that's that people go i'm not compromising because they're all stubborn no it's not compromising mm. it's doing what each other that makes each other happy it's like he does things that i like like he loves going to aquariums and historical things like i'm not a history person but i will walk through the history things and he knows the things that i like to do are more like the the nature and the hikes and stuff like that. So it's like we compromise and we talk about things. And the last piece of what you said just a minute ago, it's don't ever, don't ever let something last longer than it really needs to when it comes to the, don't go to bed angry. Don't leave the house angry. Like it's, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. I mean, we, when we harbor all of that in a relationship in ourselves, it, it creates disease in the body. People mm -hmm. get, People get sick, people get, and, and, and that's, it doesn't need to be that way. Just communicate, let it out, release, and look for support. If you need that beyond there, don't be ashamed to get support. There's no shame in that game. Get support like Connie in relationships. Get support for yourself. If it's you that you're like, okay, I want, I need, I need to work on me, you know? So. I like that. And that's why I'm here because I believe in family. I believe that's the foundation of everything. And y'all, if you have enjoyed this today, be sure and subscribe. Help me out here as I get uh, this podcast off the ground. And Jackie, how can um, how can we reach you? And I'll, I'm going to put everything in uh, episode two. She's the second one. Episode two. Um, I'm going to put her notes um, um, on my online. And so you'll be able to find those. But uh, how else can we find you? So I have my website of Jackie Cote coaching. So my name with coaching in the end, um, com, And on there, there's a whole bunch of stuff. There's a blog, there's, um, recording, like your podcast will go on there once you, once we release it. And, um, it, it has all sorts of nuggets for you to, but I'll be honest, my digital diary is Facebook. So if you are a Facebook fan and you are on there, friend me, let me know you met me through Connie's podcast. Cause I do want to give her shout outs whenever someone crosses into my world. That's what we do by collaborating as as business owners here, we love to just let each other know, like, ah, look, somebody heard about you and yada, yada. 
Um, but that's where I share everything from my travels to my feelings, to my, any aha moments I have in a day, my dogs, you know, all the things I really say, if you want to know my energy and you want to hang out with me, I, I, for four years now, I am who I am on there. No, you meet me in person. You're going to be like, okay, did you just pull you out of Facebook and put you in light in real life? Cause I'm the same exact individual. And I just love, I love sharing positive, happy and vulnerable things because we're all going through some stuff. So if you could read one thing and change your life, I've done my job. Awesome. And that's why we're both doing what we're doing because we love people. You know what? Happy couples equal happier kids. Cause a lot of people have kids and uh happy couples equal happier kids. Thank you, Jackie, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. If you've been encouraged today, please hit subscribe and help me spread the word by sharing with your friends. You'll find show notes and how you can connect with today's guest at theextraordinarymarriage.com. Get ready to uncover the best kept secrets of happy, healthy marriages and gain the power of understanding how you and your spouse think, act, and respond differently. Learn more about the unique communication secrets for marriage at theextraordinarymarriage.com. This is your host, Connie Durham, and I'll see you next week.